Hey y'all, it is your girl Savvy Speaks, and I'm back with another podcast episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, if this is your first time or not your first time tuning in, I want to say welcome. This is everything under the sun, and that's under without an E. On this podcast, we talk about so many things. We talk about literally everything under the sun. <laughs> um, but we take it from a spiritual perspective. And so if you tune in to our very last episode, I had a few friends and I, and we talked about differences. Um, I had my friend who was a white atheist and a black Christian, one a Republican, one a progressive. And we literally talked about different things in society and like our political views and stuff like that. And so if you're interested in stuff like that, please go ahead and tune into that episode. And if you're on Instagram, Ingramgram, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and add me. I am Savvy Speaks on Instagram. That's S-A-B-B-Y-S-P-E-A-K-S. And on Facebook, I sh- should I do Facebook? I don't know. Facebook is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was a little Facebook. <laughs> Let, let's just do Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. This is where I post like updates about new episodes and stuff like that. And so you don't want to miss out, bro. I am so excited. If you <laughs> if you hear the essay, you know where I'm at. You know where I'm is. If I was in Berea, I'd be talking like this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we're in Berea, but we in Atlanta. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we in Atlanta right now. And so. I am so excited to say that I'm home. Oh, my Lord Jesus, I am home. And I have been waiting to be home for such a long time, bro. Like, a semester is so long. That's like 14 weeks. Can you believe it? 14 weeks without leaving campus. That's that's a lot. But I'm so glad to be home. I'm back in the A for all of my friends who talking about something. I ain't from Atlanta. I'm actually from Lawrenceville. Uh, you will lie because I'm just 30 minutes from Atlanta. So I'm technically in Atlanta. Thank you very much. For those who don't know uh, places in Georgia, just know I'm from Atlanta. And if you're if you're in Georgia, I'm, I'm in Lawrenceville. Anyway, anyway, um, I'm so excited to be home. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, like. I'm so happy to be out of school because school was so draining. Like, that's the, that's actually what we're going to be talking about today, bruh. School was draining. And so I'm going to be talking about being burnt out because I was very, 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 very burnt out. But before I even get into all that, I just want to say this is graduation season. <laughs> I've been on Instagram and all I, all I see are people graduating in their caps and gowns. And you know, every girl does that standard look where they get the their sweater with the skirt, with the nice hair, and then they're standing in front of some type of statue that belongs on campus or whatever. Like, I love seeing all those pictures. So if you graduated, congratulations. And if you're about to graduate soon, con- pre-congratulations to you. Whenever the time comes, we give you full congratulations. Yes, bruh. But I'm I'm so excited for this season. It's summer. I'm home. I ain't doing that. Well, I am. I am working. <laughs> I'm braiding hair. I'm working on my podcast. So I'm I'm putting in the work. But I'm so excited. And like, quick side note. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's just because I'm in my twenties. But I I don't know what Instagram put in the algorithm. But every single time I go on Instagram, 
someone is showing off their ring, someone is showing off their relationship. And I said, God, what is going on? Why is everybody getting married, bro? Am I bread? Am I a couch that I am sitting here, God? I'm sitting here. What's going on? Like, I see everybody showing off their rings, showing off their dress, and it's amazing. I'm so happy for them. But I'm like, is it just because I'm like in my 20s, like this is what we do at this age? Why is everybody getting married? Why is everyone having babies? Oh my gosh. Like, I thought we was, I thought we was young. I thought we was outside. But a lot of us about to be inside because we giving birth and getting pregnant and buying homes. My goodness, bro. I don't know, bro. In my mind, I'm still like a child. I don't know if it's because I'm raised in an African household where even if you're 26, you're still your parents' child. But I'm like, yo, y'all really out here like making families and getting married? Hey, go punish the devil, eh? It's good for them. It's really, really, really good for them. Ooh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's really good for them. So I don't know. I think I'm going to have to make a podcast talking about some like 20-somethings because if this is what 20-something is, like just always seeing people getting married and getting engaged and getting relationships and having babies, I'm like, wow, I wish someone gave me the heads up so that I can know this because why is it every single time I open Instagram, I see that? Okay, so God, either you're going to have to, you know what I'm saying, fix my situation or, you know what I'm saying, give me a heads up. But <laughs> I am going to do a quick weather check so we can see what it's like over here in Atlanta. So in Lawrenceville, Atlanta, it is, the high is 78, the low is 55. It is 77 degrees, but it is hot over here under the sun. And so if you're new here, hot stands for honest, open, and transparent. So. This this podcast, we keep it real. And I always say, you can't cancel me unless. I said, you can't cancel me unless. Ah, if you didn't say, you have to say it. You can't cancel me unless. Unless I've canceled myself. Amen. You know, all of my OGs know that on this podcast, we don't do, we don't do canceling. Uh, we, we passionately disagree. Uh, we share our passionate disapproval but we don't cancel people here on this podcast uh we don't bash we don't do any of that and if you want to know the house rules go back to episode one where we actually talk about what this podcast is about okay it gets real and so with the transparency like sometimes i sit here and i'm like why did i even say that bro? but i always know that god is using it for some type of reason so hallelujah <laughs> yeah but um i'm so so excited because as you all know, the last time I recorded what I was in Berea and I had a studio, a studio set up in my school. Shout out to liberal arts schools with funding, whoop de whoop, because I, I ain't put in a dime. Ugh. And now I'm home and thank God, because God provided the dime. Can someone say, Jaira, he is enough. Hallelujah, Jaira, he is enough. Okay. That's my Nigerian auntie singing voice. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I God provided the coin and the partnership. And now I have an at-home studio. Woo! <laughs> so that's a part of my new mixer. I actually want to introduce y'all to this new like setup that I have because it's really, really, really cool. It has these like voice altering uh, settings. So I'm going to go ahead and just like play with this. 
it has a voice changer. So <laughs> I literally, it says boy. So I'm assuming I'm supposed to sound like a boy. And this is the girl feature. So I am a girl. Um, but I assume if you're a guy and you put this, you sound like a girl. I don't know. It's new age things. You never know what they are trying to do. <laughs> so this option says child. And I'm a child of God. So that had nothing to do with. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, this is actually my favorite feature. And it's Warcraft. And literally, when I say anything, it sounds so cool. Jesus Christ is Lord. <laughs> Today's the day you die. Of laughter. We will be death in the name of Jesus. <laughs> uh, this is another feature. It says Mars, so I assume maybe I'm supposed to sound like an alien. Uh, I don't think I sound like an alien, but let's try this other feature. Robot. I'm supposed to sound like a robot. I think I sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. This ain't a robot. <laughs> but, um... So, back to my normal voice. Bro, I have to show y'all this because... I have to show y'all this. So I didn't have this in my other studio, but this is actually an auto-tune setting. So literally, when I sing, it sings in auto-tune. So let me sing in G. Um, what song should I sing? <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh boy. Hold up. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear podcast listener. Happy birthday to you. Hello. Hello. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so we're back. <laughs> no, I really actually love this um setup because I've never had auto-tune at the grip of my fingers. I sound like uh T-Pain. Shout out to T-Pain. He's the real reason why we use auto-tune nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Um, but um that might be incorrect. Don't follow that. But I'm just so excited to show y'all this keyboard. It's amazing. And so in these coming weeks, I'm gonna have guests like my friends from here in Atlanta, uh, we're going to come and talk about amazing topics. And so please be on the lookout because we have some amazing things planned. Uh, yeah, you got to hear from people in Berea, but now we come to Atlanta. This is the South Side. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So we're going we gonna to come with the real stuff. Okay, but let me go ahead and get into my podcast. Like, what a long intro. But I wanted to talk about burnout because, child, I have been burnt out. Boo indeed, bro. Boo indeed. Because being burnt out does not feel good at all. Um, the best way to describe it was that I felt like I was attached to a back of a car and the car was moving and it was being driven, but I was being attached and I was being scraped on the ground right behind the car as the car was moving. 
And at some point I was in control of the car. I don't know what happened. I don't know where I, you know, I don't know where I went left, but I felt like I lost control of the car and I ended up outside of the car just being dragged. And I didn't, I don't know how to stop. I didn't know how to reclaim the wheel. I did not know what I was doing. That's the best way I can describe burnout. That's like figuratively. But personally, I felt mentally drained, physically exhausted, emotionally and spiritually clocked out. That's like the best way I can put it. Mentally drained, bruh. But college is hard. College is hard. Who told me to get well? Let me, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to say something, but you have to recognize it's a blessing. <laughs> but, bruh, college is hard. Let me just say that. There's so much that goes into it, bruh. It's not just academics. It's not just going in and getting your degree and leaving. Like, uh, it, there's so much more to college than you know. It's the social life. It's the, it's the work you got to put in to actually stay on top of your classes. It's the connections you have to make. For us at Berea College, it's labor. Literally every student works for the college. So it's a work-study program where you do your academics for free. You know, Okay, let me say tuition-free because sometimes we have bills. Um, it's tuition-free, so we don't pay tuition. Um, but we work for the college. So you have some people who are FAs, which is a facilities assistant, a.k.a. janitor. You have people who work in the dining hall. You have people who work in the library. So we all have um, either 10, 15, or 20 hours that we work every week. And in order to be a student, you have to work. So we at Berea College, we have academics and we have labor. And then I, I believe every college student can understand you, you have a social life. You have things that are going on in and out of school. And so if someone told me that college would be like this, I think I would take more time to mentally prepare because gosh dang, this season, this semester that I just left out of, bruh, it left me with cuts and bruises cuts and bruises. Now, I mentioned burnout and I I want to be honest and transparent when I say that I had a mental breakdown. The very it was like probably 2 days before I came home. The very last week of school, I had a mental breakdown because I'm a type of person where no matter what I'm going through, I'm good. You know, it's kind of like that person is like, "Okay, what's your pain from one to 10. It could probably be a 10, but for me, like there's always something worse. So instead of saying nine, I'll probably be like, oh, like it's a six. And so I downplay pain or I downplay how bad a situation is because I'm like, okay, it could always be, it, it could always be worse. But then I also have this, it is what it is. It is what it is mentality. And bruh, that it is what it is mentality will take you to the grave. What? It is what it is. Like, it helps in some situations whenever you have to, like, cope with what you're going through. But I think it downplays that change could actually happen. And so for me personally speaking, like I said, no matter what I'm going through, I'm good. So people always see me. I'm always smiling. I'm always laughing. I'm always hee hee ha ha. And I don't let people see my weak side unless it's my friends. And so I got to the point where you could, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> you could just look at me and be like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. What is going on with her? But I feel like at some point I was like delusional enough to like still think that I was okay, even though I wasn't. 
And other people were physically telling me, like, Sabrina, are you sleeping? Sabrina, have you been eating? Sabrina, have you? And I would get pissed off because I'm like, yo, I'm good. Like, why do you keep asking me these questions? But when I had my breakdown and, like, every emotion actually came out of me and I and I saw myself in a different light, I was like, oh, shoot. I can't believe I was burning, like, literally, like, burning. And I didn't even smell the smoke. Like, I was so disconnected from my own reality and from my own emotions. I couldn't tell how bad it actually was. So shout out to my friends who have the spirit of God and discernment because they were able to step in the gap for me and pray for me and let me know what I was feeling when I couldn't understand what I was feeling. So just kind of breaking down what my mental breakdown looked like. When I say every emotion came out at once, <laughs> it's like if you see manifestation of demonic things, you'd be like, wow, that looks pretty accurate. Um, I was sad that my friends were leaving. Um, this class that I'm in, we came in 2019. And so this summer is the summer that most of my class is graduating, 2023. So I'm not graduating summer 2023. I'm actually uh, graduating this December. Uh, because, you know, classes and COVID kind of got into the way. And so I'm graduating in December. Everybody else is graduating in um, this this May. And I feel rest assured in the fact that I'm meant to graduate in December. I don't feel like I was meant to graduate this summer because, I don't know, it just, it just works out. I have a little bit more time to figure out what I want to do. And I believe doors are opening where they're meant to be open. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sad about the fact that I'm staying. I'm more so sad that my friends, let me say I was, I was more so sad that my friends were leaving because my first roommate ever, my first friends, all of these people that I literally came in and, and, and was in college with at the same time, they were all leaving. And it's like, dang, I know, I know it's not going to hit me until I go back next semester and they're not going to be there. And I'm going to be seeing face a freshman. I'm like, who are y'all? Like I would be spending four months, four to five months with new people, people that I haven't been in college with for four years. But, I mean, to God be the glory, I believe he's going <clears> to <throat> open doors and make new connections. But I was sad that my closest friends were leaving. And I'm telling you, college without friends? Bruh. Boo. <laughs> what? College without friends? No. College is literally all about making connections. Bruh, what are you in a class that you... <laughs> That, that you don't have the $20 to play, pay check for, bruh, connections, bruh, I'm telling you, bruh, I'm not a, uh, I was gonna say I'm not an advocate for cheating, sometimes, you know what I'm saying, sometimes I say use your resources as you should, but like literally college is all about making connections, there were some classes, if I did not have a friend, I would have failed, and I can say that with confidence, if I did not have a friend, I would have failed eight, eight, not even one, two classes, so we thank God for connections, but College is literally all about connections. And so I think I was, I was sad that my friends were leaving, but I was, I was also angry because this semester, oh, y'all know Maverick City, that one song, I want to be tried by, by, purifier. Bro, this semester, no, 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 this year tried me, bro. I was angry because I let things slide the entire year oh my gosh and I did it for the sake of being peaceful I did it for the sake of being the mature one the bigger person but sometimes you just get tired of being a bigger person like 
what goes on in my mind is there's this one verse and it says, um, blessed are peacemakers for they're called the sons of God They're called the children of God. And so in my mind, I'm like, nah, I always got to have peace. And even if they're probably like right responses for me to blow up, I do my best not to do that because for me personally, I mean, let me know if it's pride. I feel like it's a privilege to see my anger. It's a privilege to see me angry. It's a privilege to see me at my worst. So I don't allow everyone that privilege to actually see me at my worst. No, no, no. The world doesn't get to see that. And so, yeah, yeah. I was upset because I tried to be the best person in every situation. But not knowing, I suppressed my emotions down because I had this, you know what, it is what it is. Let me just get this done. Y'all are arguing. Let's just get to the solution. I'm very solution oriented. So y'all arguing, let's just get to the root of it and solve it and kill it. But I realized that I, I cut myself off from the freedom of expressing how I felt. So if someone's disturbing me, my, my go-to is to ignore you. Or it's to just like, I don't know, walk away, shut you down, you know, or, or deflect, deflect the situation. But I wouldn't allow myself to express how I was feeling. So at this point, I'm angry because people, woo, 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 people, if you go back to episode two, I mentioned that one of my pet peeves was Twitter fingers. People who are very, very bold to bash and to type and to do all this stuff online, but to your face, they don't have that energy. Bro, and a lot of we knock if you but like if you really bought it, if you really bought it online, come to my face and say that same stuff. But like this generation is scared. Oh, this is everything other than so we are going to keep it hot. This generation is a very scary and a very deceived generation. Because we feel like we can go online behind screens or it's literally like gossiping online. But then to the person's face, you're still smiling. You're still saying, hi, oh, how are you? Oh, how how is this? Like, like, bro, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be upfront, be upfront. Like, stop all that extra stuff you're doing, man. Ugh. Anyway, let me let me comport myself. Because I, uh. so that's really what it is. I was really angry that I did not stand up for myself in, in moments where I felt like I should have stood up for myself. I wanted to be the bigger person. So that means. Even like adults disrespecting me, bruh. And like, I'm not one to disrespect adults. So that's just, I, that's just the way I was trained. So according to my home training and to my belief in my faith in God, I'm not going to disrespect people that are disrespecting me. And I feel like it gives you more respect that way whenever you don't retaliate with things that are, are intentionally pushing your buttons. Like I like to describe it like I'm a remote and people will try to push my buttons, but haha jokes on you because the battery's not even in it. And so, I was pissed that I didn't, I didn't stand up for myself. And so like, I'm in a season where I'm trying to figure out how do I not run away from a problem, but address it respectfully, like respectfully mind your business, respectfully. No, I'm not going to answer that question respectfully. I don't like the way you said that, you know, because I'm, I'm too, sometimes I don't want to give into the uh, stereotype of being a, a mad black woman or angry black woman. Because it's like you get upset for one moment, for one moment, and then you people think that you're gonna turn into Medea and start breaking things. No, bruh. Like we all have the freedom to express our emotions, but sometimes it's hard for black women to do that because they think that we're gonna go ham on them. Like, yo, chill out, bruh. I can be mad just like you can be mad. 
just that we express it differently. So I'm trying to find a healthy balance of like respectfully mind your business, you know, like respectfully, like stop. So I was angry about that. I was happy that I was leaving. Um, because being in a, being a Christian at a liberal arts college, bruh, I will, huh, when I talk about being tried by fire, it sometimes it's actually hell being like being a Christian in a liberal arts college. It, it, it is very hard sometimes because you cannot express yourself the way you want to, because we're in a, we're in an inclusive space. We're in a very diverse space. So it's hard to really actually be yourself. Glory be to God. Sometimes he overcomes me with boldness and I just don't care. And so I'm just myself. If I'm singing gospel and I'm singing loud, I do it. And, I, and I'm, I'm doing it with a smile. I don't care who hears me. I don't care who knows. But there are moments where backlash will come often. Backlash. And so it's like, for me personally, I think what burned me out when it came to my faith in ministry is that every time I felt like I was doing something for God, every like, let me not even say felt because that's downplaying it. Every time I know I was doing something for God, I would always get backlash. And that's one of the downfalls of being a Christian at a liberal arts college, especially one that's not so welcoming of religion. Nowadays in this generation, religion is becoming a thing where it's just like, oh, religion's for like older people. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Oh, I, oh, I don't really believe in God. And I want to tear down this lie real quick because I feel like, see, I, I hope this has contributed to my burnout, but I hope it, it's, it's still relevant. Once you exit the United States, you see how spiritual life is regardless if you claim a religion or if you claim a spirituality. If you go to India, literally the systems of the way they live their lifestyle is is embedded and infused with spirituality. If you go to Africa, it's embedded and infused with religion and spirituality. If you go to Asia, it's embedded and infused with religion and spirituality but it's i feel like and i can't speak for other countries because i've only lived in america um but i think there's a lie going around that like oh i don't really ascribe to anything i don't really believe technically the way of the world has its own spirituality there may not be a name or you may not say like oh i'm going to a shrine or i'm not going to church i'm not going to a mosque but the systems of this world, if it's not coming from God, it's coming from something else. And so if you want to do some research, I'm all about research. Look up Asherah, A-S-H-E-R-A-H. Look up Baal. Look up Baphomet. Look up Babylon and look at the cultures around these idols or these false gods and tell me that's not America. Bruh, tell me. That the systems that that follow these idols are not what's in America. You'd be surprised. You you think that a lot of people here are like, what is it? Uh, not religious, but they're spiritual. But the spirituality that they're following ascribes to these lesser gods that are telling you, look like this, sound like this, think like this. It's really the it's really the mental it's really the mental system. Think like this. So a lot of people in America, we are highly deceived highly deceived very very highly deceived so i don't know for me as a christian i can tell you it, it is hard sometimes to be in a liberal arts college where every thought is embraced or almost every thought is embraced even if it's like nonsense um and like when you know the word of god but you see the opposite happening in front of you it's like whoa whoa what do i do 
There are moments I felt like Elijah. It's just like, God, is there anyone? Is there anyone here who ascribes to, like, Jesus Christ, the Lord? Like, is there, man. So I, I shout out to my Christian community on campus because it helped whenever persecution was getting tough, whenever persecution was getting high. It got really tough. But I think persecution was one thing that burned me out the most. It was just like, so every time I do something for God, I'm always getting backlash. And backlash is not fun. I don't like backlash. I don't like strange looks. I don't like whispers. It, it Sometimes it puts me in this very Atlanta attitude. Knuck if you buck, bro. Like, if you're going to give me that look, say it to my face. Like, it, it puts me in that. But the Holy Spirit has to always, like, bring me back and be like, Sabrina, Sabrina, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know? So it just goes back to why I was angry and let a lot of things slide. Like, if I could be honest, in my, in my, in my days, oh, shit. I was a boxer. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll tell a story about my past because people always think that like, people think that like, I've always been this like highly spiritual and high, this Christian. No, you don't know this girl. This girl was violent. This girl was very violent and God had to do a, a work with me. But, um, so going back to my mental breakdown, I was angry about a lot of those things. I was happy that I was leaving, um, but I was also tired and exhausted. Being a college student, like, bro, naturally, rest and sleep is not a part of, at least for me, let me speak for myself and a lot of co other college students, rest, you can sleep, but you're not resting. You know, like, you're probably sleeping six to eight hours or even less, but you're not even really resting like that. You could go to sleep and wake up and still be tired. How'd that work? How'd that work? You sleep for eight hours, but you wake up and you're still tired? What? bro it's a scam it's a scam nah bro but that that's really how sleep goes whenever you're in college so yeah i was physically and i was physically exhausted also i had a bike which i highly recommend anyone get a bike on campus i was exhausted from that too you know riding a bike i'm telling you on that campus i was a bmx bike rider i don't care what nobody said because my dorm Walking distance was about a good 10 minutes from my class, maybe seven to 10 minutes. On that bike, bruh, three minutes. So there are moments I'm like zooming through the campus to get to my class. And I'm telling you, we thank God because my legs and my glutes are toned. So if you're looking to get a workout without going to the gym, get you a bike. Really invest in a bike. That, that will really help you get across campus. But I was physically exhausted. Um... And then also kept overbooking and overwhelming myself, like with the schedule. Everything is back to back to back to back to back. So, like one of my friends has said, uh, it's hard to get a hold of me. He feels like if he wants to talk to me, he has to, you know what I'm saying, like make an appointment. And I was low-key like, yeah, like I, I don't see the problem with that. But I realized I've lived a lifestyle of always having something to do. Even if it's nothing, I always was doing something. like. You ever know people who are doing a lot, but they're not doing anything at the same time? Like you're doing all this talking, but you're not saying anything. That's a lot of what I was doing too. It's like wasting time because it's a false sense of busyness. You think you're doing something, but you're not. And so that's how I was operating a lot. I was busy, but I wasn't doing anything at the same time. If you know what I mean, please. Like, I know I'm not crazy. I know it sounds like a paradox or like a, I don't know, oxymoron. But it's like just busy for nothing, you know. So I was doing a lot of that, just overbooking myself, overwhelming myself. I braid here on Saturdays. And so every single Saturday, like 
if you don't tell me months ahead, you got to know that like my Saturdays are booked. I'm always doing here on Saturdays. And so I don't really get the time to relax. I don't really get the time to have fun. And so also, if you go back to episode two, um, one of the questions was, what do you do for fun? And I said, I take showers. Because for me, a shower is relaxing. It's like my own personal spa, bruh. Especially on a college campus. Oh, my gosh. Of all the stalls, you know, they have like the big one and they have like the mini stalls. No, no, no. The big one is my stall. Especially in the bathroom. The big one is my stall. So if I walk into the bathroom and someone's in the big shower, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. What you thought this was? I'm not squishing myself between those skinny walls. No. I wait my turn and I'll enter into the big shower. Where it has the nice chair. I don't sit on it because I know people put their buttocks on it. But I go, I go into my nice shower. So I didn't really have an outlet for things that I like to do for fun. Unless it's spending time with friends. I spent a lot of time with friends this semester. Um, yeah. If it's not spending time with friends and we like have plans, then I'm in the shower and that's like my way of releasing. And I realized I need more than that. I need I need more ways to release because Monday to Saturday, Monday to Sunday, Monday to Sunday, Monday to, Monday to Sunday with no break, with no chill, that is enough to break someone. And it broke me. It broke me. It was a buildup. I literally, what caused my mental breakdown was that it was a buildup of so many things. It was a buildup of me letting things that pissed me off slide and I just swallowed it. It was a buildup of me constantly shifting my time to account for other people. Like I had a I had a leadership position in ministry and also leadership position in my labor. So it's like I'm always accounting for other people. I'm always making sure that I'm like reachable. Even though my do not disturb be on, you know what I'm saying? That's it. We thank God for do not disturb. Okay. Call me twice. But um, I always wanted and had to be there for other people. And so there were moments, even when I was not good, I knew that I wasn't good. I put that to the side. And sometimes willingly, I chose to still be there for other people. But energy is real, bruh. You know, whenever uh, everybody started saying vibes, 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 I was like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus because y'all make everything sound so, I don't know, new age and spiritual. So even, is it Jane Echo? She said, she said, that's a vibe. You want a vibe? Yeah, that's a vibe. Yeah, yeah. I said, vibes are worldly. But when you really break it down, vibrations are scientific. And it makes sense, especially even in the word of God. And so vibes are real. And There'd be moments where like I'm not okay and someone else who's not okay would come to me, confide in me, pour out like a lump sum of hurt and pain and all the things that they're going through. And after I'm there comforting them and they feel better, they'd walk away. But I'm left with this spiritual burden like, oh my gosh, why is this so heavy on my heart? Why do I feel your pain? And I mean, that, that's just like, that's natural. You know, we feel each other's pains and stuff like that. But it's almost like they gave me their burden and they walked away lighter. But I was still dealing with this burden and this pain. It's like, dang. So I gave a lot of my time and energy to other people, which I don't regret doing that. I would never regret doing that. I think I regret not taking care of myself. No regrets. But regrets I do have. I, I, do, I do regret not taking care of myself. Because I'm not the type of person to tell you, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not doing well. Don't talk to me. Like I'm the type of person to put my stuff aside and let you know that you are more important. So let me listen to you. 
But I think I have to tweak that thing a little bit. I, I think I have to reduce the salt a bit because, and yo, this is horrible. <laughs> if you know TikToks, you know uh, some of the audios that I'm saying, bro. No, I think I have to get to the place where I can let people know, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not in a space where I can hear you out right now. I'm sorry. Like exercising my boundaries. That's one thing I have to learn. And I've been learning it and trying it. Sometimes it's hard, especially with people that you love. It's just like, what is a boundary? Sometimes like, especially with people that I love, a boundary can feel like a wall. And so I don't want to exercise it. A boundary would like feels like, like I don't want you this close to me. So move. And that's not necessarily what a boundary is. Like, bro, setting boundaries is for you and the other person. Because if they overstep this line, you are going to respond in a certain way that either hurts you or hurts them. And so setting up a boundary literally is good for you and for them. So you know that they're going to stay over there, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? Some people overstep boundaries. <laughs> but the thing, the, the hope is that they stay where they are. And you stay where you are so that you guys can both be in a safe space. I can still love you, but like, I don't know, for example, uh, cussing. I have a lot of friends who cuss. Okay, cool. But my thing is like, my boundary is like, don't be doing the hoopty hopty hopty everywhere. F, F bomb, S bomb, B bomb, D bomb. Like, ayo, ayo, chill out, ayo, chill out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my boundary. You could be, you know, I want you to express yourself and I want you to be who you are. But when you get to the F-bombs and the B-bombs and the, like, that's my boundary. You, you, you got to cut it right there. Like, that's too much. Because I feel like I'm depositing that into my own soul and my spirit. Because I realize I'm very sensitive with, like, certain things. And so I pick up things very easily. So you out here, hey, you know what I meant? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to start saying, tash, tash. <laughs> and I don't want to be saying that. So naturally, I know my limits. And I think that comes with knowing yourself as a person. You have to know your limits. And it's okay to let people know that you do have limits and that you don't want to cross them like that's okay and I have to learn that boundaries are sometimes hard especially with like friends and family especially with people that you love it's it's harder because now you're restricting access to what's what you once gave them and they could feel like they you're now taking away something that they once felt obligated to if you have a friend that you always told everything to but now you realize, you know what? I've been, I've been, I've been a chatterbox. I've been a chatty Cathy. I want to, I want to cut it back. They will now feel the loss of what you're not telling them. So it feels like a wall is coming up, which I mean, low key it is, but it's for the greater good. And so sometimes we do have to suffer the the pains of boundaries, but it helps. It helps, and I wish, I, I wish, bro, I wish I was as strong to exercise it with everybody. But um, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, <sighs> yeah. With that being said, I also kept myself very, very busy and very distracted so I wouldn't have to feel. And I realized that's one of the worst things that I, that I could have done for myself. I distracted myself from feeling emotions. Uh, if I wanted to cry, I didn't allow myself. Because what the heck? God, my assignment is due at 1159. It's 1146. I don't have time to cry. I better submit this assignment than just mm, go my way. But it is necessary to cry. I want to speak to the person who feels like they cannot be vulnerable because vulnerability equals weakness. 
I want to, I want to, I want to break down that lie. I, I will say that weak, being weak is a synonym to being vulnerable. Like they say, children are vulnerable. Sometimes you can even say children are weak because they don't have that protection. They don't have that barrier that protects them from something. So in that sense, you can see it like that. However, being vulnerable is not being weak. If you cry, that does not make you a weak person. If you, if you are anxious, that does not make you a weak person. If you are mad, that does not make you a weak person. God has literally given us emotions for us to indicate things that are going right and wrong with us. We all have a stimulus, right? Like we all have things that can be activated. And sometimes your anger is a response to something that's going right or wrong. Well, I don't know why you'd be angry if something's going right. <laughs> like, oh, you took my chocolate. I'm so upset. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Your emotions are a response to a stimulus. Am I using this word stimulus correctly? The way I'm using it is like, it's like I'm Webster Dictionary. Let me see something real quick. Stimulus. Like, I know, I know the word stimulus, catalyst, and response. I'm trying to, I'm trying to use it. Okay, a stimulus is a thing. That evokes a specific function or reaction. Aha! Uh-huh. I know what I'm talking about. It's in the name of Jesus. But yeah, no, like, so emotions, I don't know if that one is a stimulus. Yes, emotions are stimulus or responses to a stimulus. Let me say that. And so whenever we try to uh, mask our emotions, or whenever we try to not express our emotions, we suppress. And according to my counselor, <laughs> Uh, free counseling at Berea College, by the way. Um, whenever we suppress our emotions, it leads to depression. Suppression leads to depression because emotions are meant to be expressed. And I, I, I don't know. Culture has, I, it, depending on your culture, culture has taught us that it's not okay to express yourself. Like being an African, bruh. Like, bruh, even when I came home, I watched, um, what do you call it? I watched Queen Charlotte. Oh my gosh. I will go to the heavens and the earth for you. Do you love me? And he said, I love you. From the, from the moment that I saw you, I knew I loved you. <laughs> Yo, that, that series was deep. What? The very last episode. Oh my gosh. If you haven't, if you haven't watched it, spoiler. Um, bruh, she was talking to me. She said, Farmer George. And she got under the bed. He came back to his senses and I cried. Oh my gosh, bro. I cried because, oh my gosh. Like when you, when you watch it, it makes sense. But the very last scene, I cried and I was braiding hair. My client, (laughs) my client was laughing at me. She was like, Sabrina, are you crying? And I'm like, yes, because he came back to his senses for his queen. And my mom was looking at me. She said, hey, hey, Sabrina can't cry for a movie. Hey. And I'm like, mommy, let me cry. Let me cry in peace. She said, hey. She was calling my sister. Sabrina's crying. No, Sabrina's crying for this movie. And then, you know, she used use it as a joke. And, like, I'm trying to normalize it, especially in my own household, that, like, yo, crying is okay. So even when if I'm, if I'm upset sometimes, I let my mom know, like, hey, you know, it's not that I'm a crybaby. It's just it, crying is normal. And so I want to I wanna break down this this idea that it's weak to cry or it's this and this and this to cry. No, bruh, you can't cry, bruh, cry. You need to. If you don't cry, I, I promise you, you have a damn building up and it's going to burst one day. It's going to burst. You need to cry. Like as a person, it's natural to cry. Stop 
stop holding yourself back from crying. I know people who can physically not even cry because they never allowed themselves to or they never felt safe enough to. But it is my prayer that you, whoever you are, whether you cry or you don't cry, you would have the freedom to cry freely and not feel bad about it. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it is in our culture sometimes to make fun of people who are crying or it's just like, why are you crying, bro? You're like, you're not strong. No, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. But like I said, suppression leads to depression. So when you don't allow yourself to express your emotions, you are now stuffing something down. And the thing about emotions, it's going to find a way to manifest no matter what it is. It is going to find a way out. It has to. That's what emotions are for. They're for expressing this. They're, they're going to find a way out. So if you feel like you're constantly being mistreated and people are not caring about you and you don't have a way to express yourself, it's going to show up in your personality. And so your personality, now you're going to be, you know, you're going to be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Nobody cares about me, so I'm not going to care about them. I'm going to be cold-hearted. And that becomes your demeanor to people. And people are wondering, like, why, why are you acting like that? That's not who you are. But because they didn't allow themselves to express how they felt, it is now manifesting through their personality. So you got people who are, like, dead cold-hearted because of how life treated them and how people treated them. And I promise you, through counseling, through healing, and through prayer, they will be a, an entirely different person once they start to express their emotions. Men. Men. Those in, 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 in my church will know what we say. Men, we say action. Men, action, action. No, 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 no. Men, I want to let you know it is okay to cry, bruh. And just because you cry doesn't mean you're gay. Just because you express yourself a certain way doesn't mean you're gay. I'm tired of this notion. No. I'm tired of this, 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 this concept that when you do something that's the slightest bit of feminine, you're called gay. Now, people, people who are who were raised by their mothers or were surrounded by females their entire lives and act feminine, they now think they are gay because of the way that they act or because their their lifestyle has shown that they are to be more feminine than masculine. Bro, but like when you look at it like from face value, if you were raised around women your entire life, you are bound to, even though you are a male in your identity and I want you to stand firm in that, you are bound to take on some some characteristics so you may know how to cook you may know how to dress you may you may clean yourself and look nice that does not mean you're gay and i hate the fact that this world has made it seem like oh you just you gay you gay no bruh like do we understand that like the meaning of gay is like sexual attraction to the same sex so just because you're a guy and you and you cry and you know how to express your emotions and you tend to be slightly more feminine that does not make you gay it doesn't mean that you like men. And I'm going to say it right now. I want to I tear down that lie because a lot of people are deceived into thinking that there's something that they're not because the world told them as a female, you dress too much like a guy. So you must be gay. You must like girls. No, I just like wearing jeans. What? I just like that my shirt matches my socks and my shoes and I have shoe game. What? I just like that my hair is braided, bro. That doesn't mean that I like females. So a lot of people are deceived into this thinking that, okay, well, maybe I am. Well, okay, maybe, let me try it out. Then you get sucked into this world that you never even thought you, like, bruh, bruh, bruh. The devil's a liar. And I rebuke everyone that has that thought. I just pray that God changes your mind. I really do. Because everybody that, I, I promise, ha, huh, Lord Jesus, help me. I promise you, everybody that's in the LGBTQ community, it's not even really LGBTQ. 
at this point, we have many letters. I A plus two two plus for two spirited people. I promise you, everybody who's in the LGBTQ I A plus uh community ain't even gay for real. <laughs> Come and cancel me now, bruh. Can't cancel me on my podcast. Thank you. But no, I feel like a lot of people were deceived into thinking they were something that they were not just because they acted more feminine or they acted more masculine than the norm, which nothing is normal, by the way. Only the word of God is normal. That's the only normal in the name of Jesus. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> I digress. But I know I, I really hope somebody's like is hearing me right now, bruh. There's so many things that we're deceived into thinking because of society and it plays into psychology. Sometimes when a lot of people are like going a certain way, we tend to go that way and we join the bandwagon, bro. You don't, it's okay. You don't have to join the bandwagon. It's okay to be different. It's okay to stand firm. It's okay to figure out who you are. Now, if you actually have the attraction to males, okay, that one is a different conversation. You know what I'm saying? That was a different conversation. So, but I think a lot of people are just deceived into thinking things that they're not you know so yeah back to me being burnt out i think thank god all these things are coming out because i'm sorry what up hey liberal arts college even though i'm saying everything is hot under the sun it's like i won't say these things so but in atlanta y'all go cover me no okay but um another part of being burnt out was my classes bro i'm telling you i have never felt so stupid Oh my, and I hate to even like say the word, like I felt dumb in my classes, bruh, incompetent, unintelligent. And like I had a Spanish class, bruh, I've been speaking Spanish since, since middle school. I've been taking Spanish classes. So I have about six plus, maybe even eight plus, about eight years of experience in Spanish. So the thing is, I can understand it more than I can speak it. That's how it is with tree. I could, I could understand it. And I could formulate it in my mind, but when it comes out, <laughs> or I would second guess myself, and it's like, yo, I actually know what I'm talking about, bro. Like, what? I know what I'm talking about, but it's this false narrative and this false notion that, like, bro, you don't understand. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But yeah, so I felt very incompetent because I was in a Spanish class with native speakers who spoke Spanish, like their parents taught them Spanish, and naturally it just flows off the tongue for me i gotta think about what i'm saying i gotta think does this go in the preterite is this a i don't know perfect subject adjective i have to think about these things before i actually say it so i felt i felt very incompetent in my spanish class and like everybody's speaking good 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 good, good. you know you know you know spanish ah, you know spanish oh you speak spanish you can't say it slow you can't say hola me llamo no it's hola me llamo ah. It just comes with the swag, the Spanish swag. Hola, me llamo Sabrina, you know, say, estoy trabajando. Yeah, that, that's just how it flows. So there are moments where it's just like, I felt like I couldn't speak up because I wasn't where I needed to be. That was a lie from the enemy, but I believed it. My other business courses, hey, Father Lord. God knows my heart. <laughs> when I tell you this, I struggled. It was sometimes like in the beginning, I would mentally affirm myself, Sabrina, you're not dumb. Sabrina, you're not stupid. You know this. I took a prerequisite class for this one class two years ago. <laughs> Swine. I took, I took a prerequisite class two years ago during COVID year, and it was virtual. You know how them virtual classes be going? Bro. So now I'm taking this actual class where I actually need to know the information that I learned two years ago, and I have to apply it. But two years ago, do you know how, what has happened in two years? A lot. Thank you. A lot. So. I'm in this class 
and they're bringing up Z score, T T value, regression line. What? Me, the only thing I know in this class is mean, median, and modal. Because the prerequisite was statistics. So I'm like, okay, I know statistics. Bruh, no, no, no. That class, sometimes I just go in that class and I sit down and I say, hey, I just pull out my snacks. <laughs> I go on my break, I come back, and I just I just sit in the class and I, I would do my best. But there are moments where I was just like, why am I even in here? I think one day I even like cried after. I just left the class. I left afterwards and I cried. I'm like, why am I even in this class, bro? Because you know, like sometimes you got those teachers who, those professors who they know what they're talking about. They know they know what they're talking about. But we don't know what they're talking about. And so I'm in a class and I'm thinking like, yo, you think that we're on the same level, but I have no idea what you're actually talking about right now. So there are moments, bro. I'm asking the professor a question. He go ask the question right back to me. What in the world? My guy, ask you a question for a reason. Because I don't know the thing. And the guy is asking me the question back. I said, what an insult. <laughs> I said, my guy, what an insult. You know, you're asking me this question. Did I not ask you for a reason? So there were just moments where I just felt as if I was not smart enough. And I mean, psh, glory be to God because when I see my grades I'm like okay you know we did it it was fitting for the semester the effort I put in is what I got out but I'm just like this oh man and bro I had this one class that I had to write a 15 page paper 15 to 18 pages it was 5,000 words and I'm not gonna lie I put the pro in procrastination because we have 14 weeks to write this paper and you know we had to go to class and see this is where the teacher went wrong she told us the only grade that matters is the paper. Shit. The next class. Ask me how many people were in that class. How many people were sitting there in that class? Not even half. No, as a professor, don't do that. Don't tell us that the only grade that matters is the paper that's due in 14 weeks. Because there were some people I, have, I had not even seen until weeks passed. Because they were like, okay, the only grade that matters is the paper. Me too. Ah, me too. I was, I'm trying to try to be like them. So sometimes I say, you know what? I'm not going to go to class. I'm going to, you know, catch up on another class. And <laughs> if you know me, I'm a perfect attendance baby. I don't really like miss out on class unless like something is really going bad. Plus my school has a requirement. You can only put like two or three classes. And then after that, you start to get penalties or like grade reductions. And one thing about me, I ain't going to get a grade reduction because I'm not there. If I'm sick, I'm coming to class. I'm sorry. A chew. <laughs> but yeah, she went wrong when she said that. So there are moments where we would not go to class. And at the end of the day, I turned in my paper a minute before it was due. You know what I'm saying? It was due like a Tuesday at uh, 2.59, uh, you know, at, at 3 o'clock. I turned it in at 2.59, literally the last minute. I mean, I worked on it the entire semester, but I really put the bulk of it at the end. So I put the I, I put the pro in procrastination. I ain't gonna lie to you. I probably should have did better, but it was just it was just a lot. Classes, labor, friends, socialization, making sure that I'm still like you know what I'm saying. So I'm still lie, you know. I don't know. They say play hard, play. Uh, uh, work makes a work makes a dull man or something like that. If you if you just all work, 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 you're going to be boring. I mean, I'm not a boring person, as you can tell. I like to be lively. So, of course, I need to keep my socialization in order. So, I socialize, but then I realize I can't always be with my friends. Because if you try studying with your friends, and you're not even in the same class, I promise you. Well, at least for me, I can speak for myself. It didn't go too well. Because I like conversation too much. I like, I like you know, playing with my friends. So, yeah, it, it didn't go too well. 
But all of these things contributed to the burnout that I faced. I faced a lot of burnout just being overwhelmed and not taking the precautions that I needed. Uh, being a president in a, in, a, in a ministry, I was constantly praying for people, constantly pouring out, constantly being there for people. But I didn't take the necessarily necessary precautions to take care of myself. So there are moments where I'm literally weak, but I'm still praying for other people. What? Nah, bruh. I'm learning that I need to constantly pour into myself in order to pour out. I need to be there for myself and God so that when we're all in a congregation, I don't feel like I have nothing to give. And I felt like that at many times. I felt cracked. Like, my cup and you know the bible says like god gives us promises that i'll pour like uh your cup will runneth over my cup runneth over and like god will literally pour and pour and pour and i had to learn this that ministry ministry is a product of an overflowing cup you yourself that you are the cup you need to make sure that your cup is full before you can even pour into another cup and the way god works is that he will keep pouring into your cup and the overflow is what blesses other people but what I was doing was my cup was getting filled just a little bit and I'll pour it out and they'll get filled just a little bit and I'll pour it out. So I don't even have anything left for me. I'm just giving it to other people. I'm just pouring. I'm just praying. I'm just laying hands. I'm doing all these things while my cup was getting empty and empty and empty to the point where <coughs> dry, dry. I'm trying to pour the cup. Nothing is coming out of the cup. It's even just cracked. And I had to come home and rest in order for me to realize that. At some point, I even thought I was depressed. When I came home, I actually thought I was depressed because my emotions were not in order. Like, if I were to describe how I was feeling, it's as if I didn't have emotions. I didn't know what I was feeling. I just knew I wasn't good. I could laugh in your face. I could smile in your face. I could do all these things. But as soon as I went back to my room, shut down. I didn't want to talk to God. I read my Bible, pray, not even an option. Because I did not have the capacity to even do that. And that's what happens when you burn out. You literally burn out of everything. Like, yes, God is amazing. God is good. But I burned out. Academics, I couldn't do. Emotions, I couldn't feel. God, I did not even want. Bruh, it had me contemplating my whole Christianity. I said, God, what did I actually give up? <laughs> What did I actually sign up for when I said I gave you my life and I surrender all? What did I actually mean? What did I mean when I say I wanted to be tried by fire? And you know what it took? A snack and a nap. I slept and I ate. And I slept and I ate in community. I just thank God for my friends. Because in moments where I didn't know what I was feeling, God would put me on their hearts. They would pray for me and they would feel the emotions that I wasn't feeling. I th bro, when you're in Christ, bro, you have superpowers. I don't care what nobody says. You have supernatural powers. You get to feel what other people are feeling. And yes, a lot of everyone, you know, everyone can do this. Well, not everybody. But when you're in Christ, you have discernment. So you get to know things that you wouldn't have known. God shows you these things because he cares. And God cared for me. So he would tell my friends things that I was going through. So they would pray. 
So they would send me songs that literally have my prayer in it. So I thank God for my community. I thank God for my friends. And to God be the glory, I'm better now. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm so much better now. No, to be honest, I went to church and I thank God for whenever you go to church and they just say the right thing. I remember they said something about receive strength. God is giving someone strength. I felt strong again. I started listening to preachings. I started listening to podcasts. I started listening to gospel and I felt strong again. And so to whoever is out there that you may feel burnt out, brother, sister, I, I stand with you. I stand with you. I know how it feels. But you can get out of this. You will get out of this. To the emotionless person, you will be able to express your emotions in the name of Jesus. And you won't feel bad about it. And I pray that God sends you people that will not make you feel bad for expressing your emotions. Being burnt out sucks. But the solution to being burnt out is just getting filled up again. It's sleeping. It's like resting, resting, sleeping and resting. It's not doing anything like don't do, just be. That should be like my whole, my whole thing. Don't do, just be. Especially with God. It's okay if you don't do for God. Just be with him. And everything will get to where it needs to be. Don't do just be. Find friends who love you and who love God. If they love you, that's amazing. If they love God, that's even better. And I believe God is going to restore. He's going to fill you up. Fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over, I want to run over, fill me up till I overflow, I want to run over, I got to run over, fill me up, yeah. Till I overflow, I want to run over, I got to run over. I pray that God fills you up just as he has filled me up. I pray that you will overcome. You will. You will. Ain't no doubt about it. And soon enough, whatever your situation, you may be the one on Instagram showing off your ring and I'm going to be in your comments like, eh. Or you might be the one graduating. I'm going to put you on my story. Congrats. But we are going to get through this. I'm actually, I'm getting through this. Thank you so much for even like tuning into my vulnerability because, you know, it's, it's tough out here. But if my freedom leads to your freedom, then I'm happy. So that is all for this podcast. Thank you so much for just tuning into my vulnerability. And the podcasts that are coming up in the next weeks, they're going to be amazing. Tune in, bro. I'm going to have my family on here. I'm going to have my friends on here. We're going to talk about some real stuff. So shout out. I think I mentioned my Instagram. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's Sabby Speaks, S-A-B-B-Y Speaks. And then if you want to follow my hair page, follow Sabby Braids. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. This is Sabrina. And we're out. Peace. <laughs> Bye.